Hi. Um, it was super nice out today, and I'm still really cold. Um, I haven't left my house in over a week. I know. So, I don't know anything about that other than I made my children go outside today with their dad. It's like, guys, yeah. it's nice. Go outside. Yeah, it's it was super nice today, but I'm, like, freezing. <laughs> For no always freezing. Well, and so then here's what I did to myself today is a, like, usually first thing in the morning and then at night when I start to slow down is when I get, like, chill. You know, like, the house is yeah. kind of, like, drafty, chill. So we have a space heater in the bedroom. So I'll turn on the heater and just kind of try to, like, warm up a little bit. And so this morning I had it on and I turned the heat so it didn't come out full blast because it has like a thermostat in it so it'll like regulate the temperature oh that's nice so yeah so I did that but then I was like sweating but I was doing work so I didn't get up to go turn it off until finally I couldn't take it anymore and I was like all right like I need to turn this off but then because like the rooms closed up like the heat stayed in here so then I was like hot all day and then I feel like it all just kind of like, and my head hurt because it was like hot and gross in here. And then the humidifier had run out, but then I didn't go fill it until later. And it's just is all. Your, is your microphone like swinging around a lot? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Because that's what it sounds like. Um, oh, I'm all twisted too. Well, because I have a funnel neck hoodie on today. And you know that the oh. microphone hangs down low because I don't yeah. have cool AirPods because I don't like them. So you could have them, but you don't like them. Um, I don't like. Why am I going to spend that kind of money on something I don't like? You don't have to. Oh, you guys are just going to have to deal with my cheap ass microphone that rubs against my sweatshirt. <laughs> well, Whatever that high pitched like... clinking noise is coming from your house. Um, I grabbed a water bottle. It's like clinking. Clinking. Huh. I don't know. I grabbed a water bottle. I don't I don't know. I don't know either. So anyways, the miserableness is starting to set in, but it's fine. It's cool. You're you're almost there. Rocking my blue light glasses today because I've been staring at a screen nonstop. I know when you sent me your picture, I'm like, I've never seen carrying glasses. I had glasses when I was in the third grade. Just third grade? Mm, maybe through fourth, and then at some point I just stopped wearing them, and then no eye doctor ever told me I needed them again. So, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of weird. I had them for a few years, but then I just, I don't know, I probably wore them until I got to, like, middle school. And they weren't. Like, it's weird. Like, they weren't reading glasses, but, like, I also, like, didn't need them all the time. I can't remember why I needed them. Hmm. And so, That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. They were ugly because, you know, my parents wouldn't spend the extra money on glasses. They actually looked, like, nice. Well, we also have to remember that the glasses that we had when we were in like third and fourth grade were ugly because that was the style. So even the cool glasses weren't that cool. Well, but they were cool at that time at they least. They were cool at that time, but. Yeah. 
Not they weren't really cool. Not mine. Um, yeah, I had like a few pairs, and then we just kind of like stopped getting glasses for me. Hmm. Just became yeah. not a thing anymore. That's super like, interesting. Do you remember the day that my mom took me to America's Best? eyeglasses probably before they became america's best contacts and eyeglasses because back in our day they were eyeglasses so maybe you got some contacts right um but they always did i don't know if you remember but you were a glasses kid so like mm-hmm. you probably do like they always did the buy one get one free oh yeah a lot of places did yeah yeah so we went because it was like this buy one get one free and so then we get there and the guy was like uh no he's like those ones are all like super ugly so then they ended up showing me all these other ones and I ended up getting these ones that I just remember like I mean I don't remember till we left but I guess they were like really expensive and like we didn't grow up in an era where everyone had insurance and I don't know if like our insurance didn't cover eyeglasses or I just remember we were there forever picking out my stupid glasses and getting like their version of their eye exam to make sure I had the right lenses and all this stuff like hours later we leave and my mom starts driving home and then she's all upset because they were too expensive so she turns around and goes back and like cancels everything Wow. And then we had to go to, like, Pearl Vision and start over again a different day. And then we even got home. My dad's like, why? Like, just pay for them. She was like, no. And, like, she would always, like, I guess from she would always get, like, upset about stuff like that and, like, freak out. Like, oh, my gosh, no, it's too expensive. Like, we can't do it. And then, like, I think, thinking my dad was going to get upset. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you get home, my dad was like, so, like, what's the big deal? Like, she needs glasses. Those are glasses. Like, <laughs> right. Um, I mean, which I get it. And I mean, like, you can appreciate that kind of mentality more as an adult, especially as an adult who quit their job and has no income anymore, um, as to why True. parents worry about extreme expenses like that. I don't remember my my parents ever saying anything to me about, like, the glasses I picked as being expensive. Um. But I do remember, so my dad, before he had, you know, cataract surgery, was a big um, contact wearer mm-hmm. and would wear his glasses on occasion. My mom always wore her glasses. So it was only inevitable that I would need glasses at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I asked my parents if, if it comes to the point where I need to wear my glasses all the time, can I get contacts? And they said yes. And of course that happened like when I was around 16 and, you know, was learning how to drive and I couldn't read street signs and stuff without having my glasses on. But I don't remember like, I don't remember them being expensive. If they were, then I didn't know. Um, But I remember one pair that I got when I was in college and they were Mark Echo glasses, like with the like, the rhino on the side because Mark Echo was like super cool back then and those ones were like over $400 I want to say for everything the glasses I got the transition lenses like and I remember like that that pair was super expensive like everyone was like you know my parents were like these are really expensive glasses like you can't break them and at that point I was like you know 19 
<laughs> it wasn't like I was like nine getting my first pair of glasses. Still, I've been wearing them for ten years. Nineteen but... and in college, Elisa. I think it, yeah. it was a conversation that needed to be had. Right. <laughs> but it was like I so I remember that pair being like, this is an expensive pair of glasses. But I don't remember them being expensive when I was younger, probably because I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, I mean, and I don't even know how much, like, they were ever to, like, what was considered expensive or not back then. But, I mean, I believe this has been brought up before. Like, I mean, I grew up on Little Hugs. Um, My orange juice was called Sunny Delight, which we all know is not actual orange juice. Right. Um, I Like, so, I mean, it's just that, like, I mean, she was just always careful, like, and worried about expenses. Like, I remember, like, always asking for yogurt. Like when we'd go grocery shopping and like no because it's too expensive. So she would buy me one little like single serve cup of yogurt that was yeah. probably like fifty cents back then, and then take it home. And I had to use that cup to make like five more cups of yogurt with her like nineteen seventies yogurt maker. Oh, um, which is funny because these are things. It's this is like what kind of entertains me about it because these are things that back then, like, and of course, like I was the kid. Like, that she could convince, like, these are cool things to do. My sister would not buy that for, like, a dollar. She was like, mm, no, this is ghetto. Like, no, I don't I'd want rather that. just go buy it. Um, but, like, I mean, growing up, you're like, yeah, it was, like, gross. So it was, like, you know, you mix the yogurt with milk and you dump it in this yogurt maker. So back then, I'm like, like, you know, all these kinds of things she used to do that you're like, oh, like, it's so cheap. Or, like, you know, like, we, you know, like, we lived so, like, ghetto. But, like, now, like, I have a yogurt maker now. I was say, you do have a yogurt maker. <laughs> I do. I don't use it that often. Um, But I do. And I actually had brought it back out during quarantine, like, when it first started in, like, March 2020. Because, like, we couldn't get to grocery stores. So, like, we have a little bit of yogurt left. And we have milk, so, like, let's just make yogurt because we can't get to a store. Um, And I did do it a lot, and I do it more now for, like, health. But, like, I also know how to make it the right way. Like, you have to use a plain yogurt. You have to heat the milk up to, like, a certain temperature and then let, like, the temperature drop back down. Like, Hmm. and, you know, like, then mix in the yogurt to, like, get the cultures into all the milk. Like, she literally like and it has to be like plain like to make it like she literally would buy like whatever fruit flavored yogurt I wanted tell me to like evenly dump a spoonful in the bottom of these cups and just like pour some milk on top and turn the machine on like I don't know what I was eating <laughs> like it was but you were happy it- yeah but then you had to wait forever for it but um but it's just like that's how she was about stuff like that you know like just no like we'll do it this way and you know and a lot of it too is probably like things that like I didn't appreciate as much of that and like you know like what's healthier versus not like obviously making things yourself is better um but I mean whatever I'm missing making my own foods this week too so um if anybody cares to know what we're alluding to I am two days away from being released from quarantine because my house has been in lockdown for what feels like freaking forever um and that's like that's the one thing that i've really missed because you know when you're like home and like you can't do anything and you like you want things to pass the time by so you'll like clean or like you want to like cook or bake like during quarantine like who wasn't like baking and cooking all the time right but it's like i can't 
I can't leave my room. So I'm like, I can't even go like, just like cook something. And I haven't had my sourdough bread in a week because it ran out and I can't, I can't <laughs> you gotta go start be- over. <laughs> I got it. Like we still have the starter, but I can't, like I can't go bake it. Like I can't, I mean, if only I was eating it, I guess, like I can't cook and then serve food to other people that like I was, right. you know, potentially getting my germs on. Um, so it's been a week. So it started almost three weeks ago now. My oldest like forever ago. Oh my gosh. So my oldest son, I don't remember if we had talked about this a few weeks ago. So he was sent home from school. Well, it was we ended up finding out over the weekend. So he, we were contacted over the weekend that he had been exposed to somebody that had a positive case uh, or um, tested positive for COVID. So the rule, at least in New York State right now, currently, is that if you're unvaccinated and you're exposed, you have to isolate for 10 days. If you're vaccinated and you're exposed, it doesn't matter. So he had he had to come home and um, or he had to stay home. So he was going to miss, end up missing just a week of school. Which a whole week, I mean, and it was Halloween week, so they did all these fun activities he missed out on. Like, his teacher, um, his class uses dojo, which I know a lot of classes kind of use. It's the first year he's had a teacher use it. It's just, like, an app that parents can connect, and, like, the teacher will put, like, pictures and class updates in there and stuff, so you can kind of see what they're up to. Or, like, if she needs to send reminders about, like, you know, you know, don't forget tomorrow's a half day, so your kid's coming home early, like, that kind of stuff. So, like, I'm seeing all these pictures in Dojo, like, they're doing, like, science experiments with pumpkins and, you know, like, all this cool stuff throughout the week that he missed, like, and he even said, like, his favorite thing is going to see everyone in their Halloween costumes on Halloween, and he missed that. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited about Halloween this year, which we, actually, the day we found out was the day after they had trunk or treat at his school, so luckily we were able to go and do that. Um... So at least so, he got something. <laughs> so he did. He got a ton of candy. We got to do our family costume. Um, so he was getting out of his isolation the day it ended the day we were having our Halloween party that we have at our house. So first year we brought it back in two years because last year we didn't do it because of COVID. And we weren't sure. I mean, and last year this time was kind of funky. Like we could do stuff, but not a lot. It was before like that surge happened again. But like we were just, you know, like yeah, not I mean, enough people. We had restrictions in New York that you couldn't have more than 10 people. Um, That was during that time too. Last... I don't even remember. Life is a freaking because, blur. Yeah, because remember at Thanksgiving, it was a big deal. Like everyone was coming home for Thanksgiving or people were coming home for Thanksgiving. Oh, they did it. And they were like, oh my gosh, you can only have 10 people in your house. Like you're not allowed to have more than 10 people. Like you need to isolate. You need to not be with your family. Yeah. So like this time last year, you weren't, you still, we were allowed to do things, but we weren't allowed to do things. (laughs) Life is a blur because this time last year feels like it was 10 fucking years ago right now. Right. But so anyway, so it was ending. We're having a party. So he's home with me all week. So he's helping me get ready for the party. Like we're cleaning. I'm like every day. I'm like, we're not going to have this party if we're not ready. Like you need to help clean. Like we're getting all this stuff done. So like we got to like Friday afternoon. The only thing left to do is to clean out the dining room, which I waited because I use that as like my home office for like, you know, when I work from home and like doing my homework and stuff like it just sits in the dining room. And then like you saw before and afters last year, like each semester ends and like I clean house. Like if we're having a party, I'll just put the stuff in a tote, put it like away in the bedroom and then like bring it back out the next day. Right. But you need it. So that was the only thing left to do is the dining room. And 1230 the afternoon, I get a call from Dante school. 
And it's a nurse. Don't worry, Dante's fine. And so then here I am in my thinking, like, Dante's fine. He's totally fine. Okay, like, he fell and bumped it because they report, like, any kind of accident, right? So I'm thinking, oh, like, he, oh, my God, he, like, fell and bumped his face during, like, Halloween parade or something, right? And she's like, well, I have him in my office. But, no, like, really, don't worry. He's fine. He was exposed to a positive COVID case. He needs to come home right away. Like, you need to come pick him up right now. Explain everything about his isolation when you get here. I'm like, shit. So this happened to be a day that my husband took my vehicle to work because he had to take his car to the mechanic. And he knows I usually don't have to go anywhere on a Friday. So my mom was out running errands. So here I am, first of all, in this panic. I have no car. Like, my kids being, like, you know, quarantined in a room in the school. Like, come get this kid right now. And I know he's, like, I mean... They're not going to keep him to the end of the day, one. Two, like, he can't bring, take the bus home, so, like, somebody's got to get him. So, I'm, like, calling my yep. mom. She doesn't answer. Like, like texting, like, my brother-in-law and my sister. Like, anybody have a car with a car seat in it? Like, I'll take a high-back booster. Like, whatever you have. Like, I need to go we'll pick this kid up. work. <laughs> so, my brother-in-law's like, you can use my truck. So, I'm like, okay, I'll come over and get it. Then my mom calls back. Oh, I'm at Home Depot. I'll be right home. I'm like, okay. So, then do you know she freaking checked out at Home Depot before she came home? Yeah, because then I had did. to empty. Because then I had to empty your trunk. Because she's like, "Where's stuff in the trunk?" But I knew I had his I wheelchair, so I have trunk. to like one or two things. So I knew it. Then I had to empty it, like because she's got like a mini SUV with like half a trunk, and I had to put his wheelchair in there when I picked him up. So I like had to dump all this stuff. Like she, like it was ridiculous. Like she had a vacuum in there, like furnace filters like a bag full of stuff so I like dumped literally dumped it in the driveway and left <laughs> so I go pick him up and I go to get him like so I like buzz into the door like somebody brings a sign out sheet when I signed the sign out sheet there was already like three kids signed out before him and it was a new page so who knows if there was even more but three kids above him on the sheet that the reason their parents were picking him up was COVID I'm like oh my gosh like this is like crazy like and so I'm like you know like trying to be personable to this lady that brings me the sign out sheet like I feel so bad like this is ridiculous like one son just came off like isolation now he has to go in it's like you know like it's not fair to these kids and she's like mm-hmm, the nurse will be right out and walks away from me I'm like oh, that chick didn't care at all I'm like like here I am like pouring my heart out like I'm so frustrated I'm so upset I'm like practically in tears and so the nurse brings him out and she like tells me what the rules are for like getting your kid back in school and all that so like she's going over all that with me and then of course I have questions like who is he near when was he exposed like how do you can what do you consider an exposure because every school has different rules about isolation and your ability to return to school and they have different rules for what's considered an exposure yep so all she tells me is like what I need to send in to get approval to get him to come back to school at the end of his isolation and then four more parents show up behind me to pick their kids up so then she's like okay I'll be in touch bye so I get zero answers and I get it like there's one nurse and she's got like who knows where she's keeping all these kids while she's waiting for them to get picked up like I mean like I completely understand I feel for her Right. And so, but then I'm like trying to explain to her, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I said, I know people who have had COVID that got released sooner than people that were in isolation mm-hmm. from exposure. And she's like, oh, I know like it happened to me, but like, you know, these are the rules. It don't make sense. Welcome to, you know, our new life. So I take him home. So then, of course, like I'm completely decided, like I started group text with you and Mike with like all the bad words. Yep. I'm like, 
all the bad words about the situation. So then I'm like, like, we have to cancel the party. It's now three hours before the party. Mm-hmm. I have to cancel. I'm like, if he's like, if he has it, like I, like I'd feel like the worst amount of guilt in the world if he's exposed and something he had sick. it. <laughs> so we have to cancel the party after I yelled at my other child all week to help clean up for this party. Life's canceled, right? This happened. Oh, because the other thing, before my mom went to Home Depot, she had gone to the liquor store for me to buy wine. FYI, people, it is not legal to return alcohol after you buy it. So now she bought, like, all this <laughs> wine for the party. And I'm like, by the way, no there's, party. No, there's no party. So Vinny got one day of freedom to go play his basketball game on Saturday. And then Sunday, we took a ride. The kids, like, stayed in the car because Dante can't go in the store. And I did an order pickup from Sam's Club to FYI. If you have a Sam's Club and a Sam's Club membership and you're in need of at-home COVID tests, which I will, disclaimer there, for your reference only, they are not official. It's like an at-home pregnancy test. If it comes up positive or negative and you're not sure, you still got to call the doctor. But, like, that's what we were using like with Vinny because he wasn't showing symptoms, but we just wanted to know for peace of mind. And he freaks out, like screams at nurses. He is, he is terrified. He really um, is terrified. I tried to send him to a psychologist about it, but my pediatrician told me that that kind of anxiety is normal for some kids. So apparently that's what happens. So parents, it happens. So we were doing that and he felt much more comfortable and like he could, he did it himself. Like I watched him to make sure he was doing it right. And like, we were using that to kind of monitor him, monitor him during the week. So he didn't have any symptoms. So that's the other thing about isolation. When you don't have symptoms, you don't have to get tested. And I wasn't going to put him through that anyways because no matter what, like, testing negative after a week still doesn't get you out of isolation. So it was kind of pointless. So we get at-home tests. So, like, we have them on hand in case for the week. So here we go, like, another rough week. Like, Vinny's going back to school, but Dante's home. So... Halloween, we do our order pickup. We come home. We're waiting for daddy to come home because someone was going to take Vinny trick or treating because he's not in isolation. So I didn't want to like cancel his life. And you know, right. trick or treating's outside. And you know, so he's just going to go with his cousins for a little bit. Um, and like just go trick or treating, come home. Like I wasn't going to hang out inside anyone's house or anything, anyways. So I told Vinny, I said, like, we're doing tests before we go because if, like, your brother's positive, like, you can't go trick-or-treat, like, because you can't, like, have that risk with somebody. Okay, like, you know, no problem. So I'm getting these tests ready. I'm, like, we had lunch. I'm trying to clean up. So I'm doing, like, you know, 20 things at once. And I walk by our diffuser because I always have oils diffusing, especially when I think, like, there's germs and, like, sickness and stuff, like, it's extra, but they're diffusing every day just because we love them and they're good for you. So I walk by and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, I can't smell like the oils I put in here this morning. My mom had mentioned something earlier in the day when she was over that made me think, but I'm like, well, sometimes our diffuser just gets a little, like it has this little vial. So like they don't all come out right away. So I, I didn't think anything of it. It was like almost empty. And so I'm like, well, I'm like, I can't smell it. That's weird. So I got a bottle of like, a straight up essential oil and like was trying to smell it. And I'm like, I can't smell this. And like, if anybody's ever experienced any kind of essential oil, like that shit's strong. It's powerful. No matter what oil it is or what scent, like it's strong. 
So I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, I can't smell it. So then, like, Dante's wandering around and um, playing. And then Vinny's like, I think Dante pooped. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I'll take care of it in a minute. So then I went over and checked. I'm like, he did. So then I'm like, still kind of like worried about these oils. And then I'm like, so I had taken, I think, like a citrus one because they're like pretty strong. And I stuck my finger like on top of the bottle to get some on my finger and like stuck it like right just inside my nostril. And I, could not smell it so I'm worried now I'm the only one home with the kids like you know we've been snuggles on the couch all week and you know like every day it's not like you know but like extra because like when he was home and he was like sad he's missing things so like he got extra snuggles but like snuggle with the kids every day so I'm like sneaker thinking like like in their face like this whole time so I was like all right, Vinny was like, you know, something funky's going on with mommy. I'm like, I'm going to take a test too. So I'm like, I'm going to do mine because I wanted to do them separate of each other so we did not like mix up whose was whose. Right. So I did my test and then I was like, I'll change Dante. So I'm changing Dante. I don't smell anything coming out of this child at all. Which you usually do when you are changing. I mean, like, I mean, let's be real, people. No matter, who, no matter <laughs> who you are, shit stinks. Okay. Like, it does. So I'm like, oh my God, like this is weird. So I like did the test. I changed him. Like I'm waiting. It's like the most agonizing 15 minutes anyways. So at home tests are like a pregnancy test. Like two lines is a positive. One line is, you know, negative. So mine got done and there was two lines, but it was funky. And I think I sent you the picture too. It yeah, was that's why second like, I line. was so confused. It like wasn't. It didn't, like, line up with anything. Yeah, because they have this little cutout frame of where it is. And so the second line was at the very edge of the frame. Yeah. And I was like, shit. I'm like, this is positive. So I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Like, I caught COVID from Dante. So I test him. So I let that one run. His comes up, like, clearly negative. So yeah. I'm like, shoot. So I like, I'm texting Mike. I'm like, you need to come home right now. I was like, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just took a COVID test. Like, mine's positive. Like, the kids are negative. Like, I'm like freaking out right now. So then my mom came in to like get something. And I like told her, I'm like, I just took it at home COVID test. I'm like, and it came out positive. I'm like, I don't know what to do. She, first of all, her face, like, she looked like she saw a freaking ghost okay like her face turned white her jaw drops and she took like three giant steps backwards away from me and she wasn't even standing that close to me to begin with and i'm like nope i'm out i'm like i'm like freaking out and she's like like what do i do so like, Mike, depending where he is at work, like, his texts don't go through so I can see his texts aren't going through. So I call, like, his office phone. And I'm like, I was like, I just, like, you need to come home. I'm like, I just tested positive for COVID. I'm like, I was like, do I go to urgent care? Like, do I go get a rapid one? Like, I need to know right now. But I'm like, I need to know. But, like, then, so rapid tests, like, they're expensive, so then I'm like, expensive. do I go pay? Do I go pay $100 just to get like a legit answer right now, or do I go to urgent care and then I have to wait 24 hours? Because there's all these questions. Like, if it was a false positive, like I need to know because like, if it is really positive, like I can't send my like one kid was supposed to go back to school. Like I didn't want to send him. 
Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going to urgent care and just waiting the 24 hours. But we kept Vinny home on Monday. And then sure enough, it came up positive. So as Mike said, that was the most like unsurprising test results ever in the world. <laughs> so then both my kids went. And so Dante's isolation got extended. Vinny started over. Like mine started. So I've been living in my bedroom ever since so just over a week now i've been living in the bedroom the boys have a little bachelor pad in the rest of the house um (laughs) the boys have the house (laughs) but mike has not been able to work for two weeks um and so new york state provides covid leave for employees so that like their employer can't say like and it's like a new york state funded thing so like your employer can't say like you have to come to work or like you know stay home but we're not paying you like new york state like mandates that you get sick leave if you have to care for you know children or loved one that like has covid and it prevents you from going to work so that's a mess as i keep telling my husband like "Mm -hmm." i was like welcome to any woman who's ever had to file for maternity leave has dealt with because these agencies that like handle this stuff I'm sorry, but they suck. Like, I'm sorry if this is your job, but the way these companies are run, like, suck. Like, they don't get paperwork. It takes forever. Like, we're two weeks into this now. Like, we're still doing with paperwork, but, like, whatever. The important thing is that he was able to be here with the kids. So he's been, like, you know, Mr. Mom out there doing everything, everything. Um, which, like, and handling it, like, amazing. Like, you know, like... First Monday, like, you know, like, text me random questions to make sure, like, Dante gets OT two or three times a week. Like, he made a schedule, a daily schedule for Dante to keep him on top of work. Like, goes through Vinny's schoolwork, like, gets them on schedule. Like, they have playtime in the basement. Like, you know, it's like breakfast, homework, playtime in the basement, lunch, maybe a nap or at least rest. You know, then let's go play some more. Let's have dinner, you know, bath. Right. Quick show, bed. Like, But, I mean, that's so much for one person to handle. And we couldn't, especially at the beginning of the week, because we still didn't know if Dante actually had it or not, because it was a little too soon to test him, so we weren't sure. So I'm determined he has it, too. And, like, he just wasn't showing up yet. And so we couldn't have my mom even come to help, because, like, we don't want her getting sick. So it's been, like, and that's the thing. Like, we, like, when we were the world shut down in 2020 like my mom her apartment's right here so she was basically living in our house so like she could come help us and nobody was going anywhere so like I mean Mike went to work um but like we weren't having like massive like exposure issues with like you know working in hospitals and places where you're like forced to be around you know high people like high risk areas um but this is like we know someone has it in the house and like we don't want her getting sick um so by the time our isolation is done in two more days, Vinny Ooh. will have Vinny will have missed three weeks of school. He's missed four basketball practices and and or games. Um, Dante will have missed two weeks of school and three weeks of his weekend activities, which is a lot for him because his weekend activities are Friday nights he goes to aqua therapy. Saturday mornings, he does PT with his private physical therapist. And then Sundays, he started ice skating, which is like his fun activity. Um, 
and he went once and we haven't been back so i had to like email the director because there's no like person to call if you're not going it was like uh, i just want to let you know i'm like we have kind of an isolation issue going on over here and i want you to think that like we just came once and we're never showing up again but like we will be we back, will be back. <laughs> um yeah like we went once and he like hasn't been back and it's just like these kids like we need to get them like out of the house and it's it's been a lot like I just I feel bad for these kids like just missing out on so much and then like and then of course here my brain is having too much time to think I'm like hmm I'm like and now like the vaccine just came out for kids and like you know like parents are getting extra frustration with all these isolation issues that like we didn't have last year like my kids got sent home for them being sick themselves right not and having being around but, like, other kids they had the option sick. to go they had the option to go get tested and come back within like two or three days if they had a negative test now it's this like exposure issue where like you're out of school for 10 days no matter what schools are not op- offering virtual options anymore so like it's straight up absences counting against them I mean like their teachers have been fantastic with giving them all their work and like sending more home like when we need it so like they're not getting behind on assignments but they're missing out on the lessons and the discussions and you know the socializing and it's been ridiculous but Dante does not have COVID um we went and got him tested because he did start to get a cold and then I was like totally freaking out um but his doctor told us like what day was like accurate enough to go get him tested so it was like tuesday or something yeah so him and mike both got tested and they were both negative and he still has not had any symptoms he's just (laughs) riding this out till the poor kid can leave the house again he's just chilling at home um but it's been whatever and so on top of that we had to return our shades tickets so we did not get to see the band's visit this weekend Yes. But um, we're still going to review for you. So what I was going to do, Elisa, is I saved Ooh. this review that came with um, one of our subscriber updates. Okay. And so I'm going to highlight some parts of it because I did read through it the other day because I wanted to know about it. It's like a synopsis of what the story is about? Um. Yeah. And then it kind of has like, it's like I a review. Any- I don't get any of that stuff because it all goes to my dad because technically my dad owns all the tickets for Shays. Oh, kind of yeah. confusing, but it works. Well, I should start forward I should start to forward them to you. So, um, I want to scroll back because I want to see if I can find. You know, I should have done this sooner because we <laughs> talk to each other like way too much well actually, like, Wait, what actually you- this weekend we didn't really talk to each other at all because i was so busy i never had my phone on me i know which is why well, i, I had, on me, I I never had it out i was always like running somewhere um oh wait so i scrolled past it okay oh now i scrolled too far i went too far right well we actually were discussing a lot earlier today so Okay, so I'm going to start with this first. So I was telling you the other day um, about how I was going to watch it, and I, like, Googled where you – because I didn't realize until I read this review that um, 
it was a movie. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, let me see. I didn't know it was a movie. I had heard it was a book, but I didn't know it was actually a movie until you sent me that text. Yeah. So in the review that I had read, I'm like, oh, it's a movie. Like, I can watch it and then I'll know the story and we can, like, still have, like, you know, a discussion discussion about it. So after talking to you after you saw it, I'm not going to give anything away, but I was like, you know, like, I should watch the movie. And you're like, yeah, watch it. Like, that's a great idea. So this is... This is what I said to Elisa on <laughs> on Saturday. Now, um, is it okay if I say where you were? Yeah. Okay. So Elisa was away out of town at a wedding. So she's at a wedding. I'm at home in isolation. And this is what I send to her. The band's visit on Amazon is in another language with all subtitles. Hashtag nope. <laughs> <laughs> so did I respond say, I back to you? LOL, like, it's three hours later. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, was like, because that means I have to actually, like, truly pay attention. And I'm like, mm, You can't just have no. it on in the background. Nope. No, and I could not find it, like, anywhere. And I was surprised Amazon even had it and on Prime. I mean, I will say I should have added it. I could have rented a different version, which I assume was in English, but it was, like, two ninety nine. It was, like, two ninety nine. I was like, I'm not spending $3 on this. So... I did not. Um, so, okay. So the band, the band is visiting. The band is visiting. Okay. This is from. I can't what, wait to hear because I don't, Alisa, I don't get these. So I have no clue what they're. I don't always read say. them, but I don't always read them. You know, I haven't had much else to do this week besides homework True. and talking to my three separate contact tracers because, you know, we each get our own. Because you can't share. Well, no, in my contact tracer, who actually doesn't call me every day. So apparently when you have it, they don't really care what's going on with you. It's only if you don't have it that they want to hear from you every day. It's like so ass backwards. But my contact tracer, the intake day, took me over an hour with her. She was super nice. Um, She's like, what street do you live on? Oh, my God, I used to live on that street, too. I'm like, no shit. And then she's like, who's your doctor? And I'm like, doctor. And I'm I'm like, B-E. That's my doctor, too. No freaking way. I'm like amaze balls because most of my people you can tell live on like the other side of the street or the state. But so, anyways, she said she was going to put a note in for us to all like for her to get all our cases. Mm-hmm. And but- so, Vinny actually can get a text. I get a text message from him every day, but because Dante was starting to go show symptoms he got bumped up to a phone call person that actually like calls to check in so when she called me that day i was like well my caseworker person said she would like putting a note in that like she would take on everybody so that like there's only one person keeping track of all three of us and she's like i don't know they must get paid by the cake she was like uh yeah no she's like i'll just i'll just keep this and call you myself i'm like it's okay weird I'm this like, okay, weird. cool. Like, I mean, do you get commission or something? Like, yeah. it was so weird. Every she's person like, who has COVID, I make five bucks on. Yeah, she's like, no, I'll just call you anyway. I'm like, okay, cool. So, weird. imagine an isolated... First of all, I have to tell you, without seeing this musical, that just reading about it, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can relate to just in the way my week has gone. Oh, Okay. This is from welcome716.com if anybody wants to read it. Imagine an isolated tiny desert town somewhere in Israel in 1996 where the inhabitants say today is exactly like yesterday and tomorrow will be exactly like today. 
where one must imagine a park because there isn't one, where the people are bored and long for something to happen. And then one day, something does, in the form of a traveling orchestra from Alexandria, Egypt, who thought they were going to perform at the Arabic Cultural Center in one town and find they have mistakenly taken a bus to a very different town and must wait till the next morning for another. Is it important? Perhaps not. But over the course of the next 24 hours, many unexpected things happen that change the tenor of people's lives when the guests are taken into people's homes because, of course, there's no hotel for them to stay in. They do not speak each other's languages, so they do their best with each other in English. Which, maybe if I had made it past, like, the first minute and a half of the movie, they might have started to speak in English. But I saw <laughs> subtitles, and I was like, peace out. I'm out. <laughs> um, so, anyways, originally 2007 Israeli movie that won many awards and was adapted into a musical with book by Itamar Moses, I believe you say. Music and lyrics by David Yazbek. Um, won 10 Tony Awards in 2018, including Best Musical. So now that I'm looking through, I believe that's all of the review that I actually read. <laughs> um, Why, was there more? There's more, yeah. So it's like oh. a whole article on it. So like oh, it's oh, okay. um, performed as a series of vignettes as day and night progresses in the morning, giving an intimate look into the lives of ordinary people from two supposedly dis disparate cultures that have clashed over the centuries but have much in common when politics and religion recede to the background so um then for music lovers the songs and music ah, the music are so well integrated into the story that it seems natural that people would break into song um so i mean yeah that's yeah, so that was, that to sum it up, and there's a lot more in here, but to sum it up, they say it's not a bells and whistles musical. It's quieter and goes deeper, draws you into its world, and allows you to be surprised and delighted by its inhabitants as they reveal themselves to each other and also to themselves. So, I mean, obviously you can tell that I can relate to being in, you know, my own version of an isolated island <laughs> this week. Your, so I'm your like, own version of the band visit. Living in a world where nothing happens. So... Um, with that introduction, um, I think we're all dying to hear what you thought of the band's visit. <laughs> well, I wish you guys could have seen my face as, um, you were reading about it. Is this like me waiting in like jaw dropping silence when you told me you like loved the last one? Probably because this musical fucking sucked. <laughs> it was horrible. It was it was awful. So, um, my, <laughs> my first text to you was like something like, you should be glad you didn't see it because it was so bad. And then you said, well, MF would have wanted to leave at halftime, but there was no halftime because the whole musical itself is only an hour and 40 minutes. So it's very, very short. Um, the music, yes. Was the music great? 100%. The band and orchestra that they had playing were, fit, like, they were great. Okay, I'm, I have to give them all the credit because had it not been for them, like, I would have left. Like, there's not very many musicals that after 
roughly a minute and a half, I was bored out of my fucking mind and couldn't wait for it to be over. That's exactly why I turned the movie off. I made it a minute and a half, two minutes. Like, first of all, nobody says a word in that time. Yep. And, like, the way the movie started... Um, was, were they like, in, like, a train station or a bus station or something? Yeah, like, but the yep. way, like, I mean, the way the cinematography was, like, you would think that it was, like, some sort of, like, horror movie or something. Like, a build-up to, like, oh. something, like, happening. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, think about it. So, I mean, I don't want to sound too, like, stereotyping, but, you know, like, you can tell they're in, like, a Middle Eastern country where, like, a lot of those countries have problems. So, yeah. you see, like, these people get dumped off at this, like, isolated deserted like bus station because like they get dropped off and then like the van or whatever leaves so then they're standing there and then of course they're talking in another language and then have to like try to follow Mm -hmm. along with these subtitles to see what the hell's going on and then i was just like uh so then i actually stopped the movie and went out to the menu to see if it said if it was in english or not or maybe there was like a button to click and then i went back in and then i was just like don't fuck it but I was bored in a minute and a half. I'm like, oh. Bored, yeah. Um, there was actually in the musical itself, there were parts that were um, not in English as well. Mm-hmm. Like when the band the, or the, the people who were in the band um, spoke to each other, they didn't speak in English. And when the um, town people of Israel spoke to each other they didn't always speak in English either so you had to pay attention because even though you you really didn't know what they were saying obviously like but you can read body language and try to like figure it out um I mean (laughs) it was like so I I was super exhausted last week anyways. Like, I was so tired. So when, like, Friday night came around, I was just like, oh, my God. I am so exhausted. I was leaving the next morning to go to Pittsburgh um, for a wedding. Like, I was just, like, I was beat. And I was like, I need to get to, like, I can't wait to get home to get to bed tonight because I know getting up tomorrow is going to be insane. And um, so it par- probably didn't help that I was so tired anyways but I was like oh my god this is awful like this is awful and there were like I don't know maybe three times that I like cracked a smile but the rest of it I was just like oh fuck it's still going it's still going and literally nothing happens like they go to this town and I am blanking on the specific name of the town, but it's a letter off from the town they were supposed to go to. So the letter or the town they were supposed to go to started with a B, like boy, and where they ended up started with a P, like Peter. So they sound very similar when you say them. And uh, they just like, like, I expected it to be, and I don't know if you saw the musical Come From Away. Oh, my God. That was about so 9/11. good. So that good, right? So good. So I expected, going in, all I knew was that a band 
was trapped or stuck in a small town in Israel and that Mm -hmm. people's lives were changed forever. That's what, that's all I knew going in. So I expected it to be like come from away, which if you have not seen it, please go see it. Like, Oh my God. That musical is unbelievable. That was one of my favorites. It was so amazing. And, um, which if you don't know about it, it's about the small town in Canada where all the planes landed during 9-11 when they stopped all air traffic and how the town folk help the people who are traveling, um, you know, with food and shelter and clothing and things like that. So I expected it to be like in that sense too, like, and you hear about these people's lives, like after they leave the town and they finally get back to their homes like how they're affected and how the people of that town are affected and everything but this was like literally this band gets dropped off they go to a restaurant which is the only restaurant and then they're forced to stay at people's houses and like nothing like you learn it's, and it's all sad too like no, there's nothing happy in this story which I understand because life is not always happy right like Carrie and I will be the first ones to tell you that yes um truth. it's very true and I understand not everything can be happiness but like you know the one main character who was um a female she had a fantastic voice but she like you know has this horrible life and falls ends up in this 24-hour period falling in love with the leader of the band who wants absolutely nothing to do with her because he's so grief-stricken with his wife passing away three years prior so you learn about how she's like you know trying to find love and she can't find it and then she finally falls in love and it's with somebody who's not interested because his wife is dead and you know and and how depressing that is and then like you so it was like that since you're like the story literally went nowhere like it went nowhere so then you there was the group that went and stayed at somebody's house in their apartment and um you end up finding out that the so there it was a husband and wife and then the husband's dad living in this apartment basically you find out that the husband and the dad are like used to play musical instruments too and then stopped and then the wife and the husband end up getting into this fight and they want to you know she wants a divorce so you learn about like these people and their marital issues and how much they hate each other but yet how much they love each other and how they want to divorce from each other and then the dad is the reason he stopped playing music and the reason he made his son son stop playing music was because his wife got sick and she died and so music was just too much for them and so like the only happiness within like that little clump was the people that were staying at that house brought music back to them and they like began to enjoy it and then there was another house with like younger guys and they were going out on the town, right? Cause it was 
what you do at night there. And they went to a roller rink, which was pretty hilarious. (laughs) Right? Like, out of all places they could have gone, which in 1996, you probably were at a roller rink. And um, how the one guy from the band goes out with them and helps one of the other guys figure out how to date women to only find out that he has no idea how to date women because he's in an arranged marriage they're going home for an arranged marriage like (laughs) it just it just nothing happened and then the next like the next morning like the sun pops out and they're gone and the scene just goes boom done like no joke the sun comes up and the curtain drops like you don't even see like what happens like that's how the other one just ended what the fuck was done why can't you remember the name of that one we were just at what was that oh tootsie tootsie yeah that was they just we're done like that's what drove me nuts about that one but um, i but i feel like you could have had a halftime and then gone on about like how these people were quote-unquote affected Yeah, it's just weird. It was super weird. And, like, the fact that it took place in 1996, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, relatively recent. And the costumes, you would, like, if you saw pictures of them, you would have thought that they were taken from the 30s. Like, they they didn't look like 1996 clothing. No, I got that from, like, the, like the graphics and stuff, too. It, like, I don't know. It was, like, it like maybe the band- 1996 in Israel, like, in Egypt, like, wasn't, like, 1996 in the United States. But True. definitely the the band like for sure like their outfits were like straight up world war ii like like drill sergeant uniforms no i get that and like i honestly didn't even realize it was like 1996 until i was reading the review um but i like i agree with you too and that was one reason i was kind of like a little upset i was missing it until i talked to you the next day um because i just like when i saw like what little tidbit they give you about like what it's about like in like ads and stuff where like I I got the impression it was going to be like come from away too and like that mm-hmm. that musical was freaking amazing oh my God, but, like that so was good. over the course of like a few days too right you know and like I'm okay and so like one takeaway I got from like your review that you just gave us which is very detailed I appreciate it all is like who falls in love in one day like not even a whole day like you don't just fall in love with somebody like that is so unrealistic like we need to stop with that storyline because it's so stupid so the other the other thing is the so the woman main character owns the restaurant in town Mm -hmm. which is more of like a diner style and Mm -hmm. they sit like the band the way they portray it is when they get there they get there like in the morning and they sit there all day at the restaurant 
until they find out that another bus isn't coming until the next morning. So truly, the entire musical takes place from, like, I don't know, 6 o'clock at night when she closes the restaurant, which is weird, because then they all went back to these houses and had dinner, to (laughs) 6 o'clock the next morning. Like, it's, like, legit, like, 12 hours. Like, the whole musical takes place within, like, this 12-hour period. Because, like, who sits at a restaurant all freaking day and then goes to somebody's house and then eats dinner? Like, why is the restaurant closed? Like, it just... It didn't make sense. Which is perfect for that musical because it nothing happens. Like, so boring. I... I legit almost fell asleep, like, multiple times. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I started, like, nodding off. I'd wake up and nothing changed. Yeah. Um. So I question, like, where these ten Tony Awards came from that they want. Thank like, you. Were, there no, were there no other musicals in 2018? Like, do you have to be a new musical to be nominated well, for I a Tony? It was 2007, you said. Was the movie was 2007? Oh, the, the Tony oh. Awards. Oh, okay. Were 2018, Sorry. including yeah. Best Musical. Okay, that was not. That was four years ago. But nothing wh- happened four years ago. No, literally, what nothing determines- happened. But what determines, like, how you get nominated for a Tony Award? Because there's not that many, like, new musicals that come out every year. Like, so, like, is it, like, a specific performance? Like, is it, are they, like, judging, like, only what plays, like, in New York City or something? Like, how do you? This is a legit question. Like, now I'm, like, like, I'm so frustrated. I feel like the Tonys are similar in the sense of, like, the Oscars, right? Like, there's the different categories Mm -hmm. within them. Um but I mean there has to be and this is going to sound like I don't know very blonde I guess there has to be more than like one musical that comes out a year it just we probably don't hear them because we only hear about like the super popular ones right like I'm sure that there are tons of musicals that come out that we don't even tend to know because they're not like as popular as other musicals like last year my brother-in-law was um contracted he's a musician and he was contracted by a company in pittsburgh to be in their ensemble for playing the um what was he playing? He plays so many different instruments, so it's hard to keep up. He's playing the cello something. I don't know. Um, and I I went and saw him, and it was great. And the musical was great, and I am blanking on the name 100%. But I said to my sister-in-law, I'm like, I've never heard of this musical before. And she's like, oh, probably not, because it was the same year that Hamilton came out. So everybody was talking about Hamilton. They weren't talking about anything else. So, like, there has to be more than one musical that comes out a year. It's just we don't know it because they only talk about, like, the big one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was... I don't know. 
But there had, I mean, come on. Four years ago, there had to be something else out. Unless so, they all won for, like, music. Or, like, because there wasn't really any choreography. There really weren't, like, any costumes. There really wasn't, like, a set. So unless they, like, literally won for songs, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm going to look that up next. But to answer a question about how you are eligible, this is okay. this is for, I have two different explanations. Because here's the first oh. one. You'll see why I had to find another. This is from TonyAwards.com. Okay. Rules and regulations. In order to qualify as an eligible Broadway theater. Oh, this is for the theaters. That's dumb. No wonder it didn't make sense. Theater must have 500 or more seats used principally for presentation of legitimate theatrical productions and deemed otherwise qualified by the Tony Awards Administration Committee. Like, that right there is just stupid, but that's for theater. Like, I don't know. Okay. But so, anyways, this is, is there a date on this one? September 21st? I think this might be recent. I think it's this year. So, or maybe it was last year's, but still. So, the COVID has changed a little bit. So, right. in order to be eligible for nominations, a production must have been designated as, quote-unquote, open by its producers by a certain date, usually around late April or early May. Because of okay. the COVID-19 shutdown, this year's deadline for eligibility was pushed back to February 19th, 2020, which disqualifies shows such as the revival of West Side Story and Ooh. newcomer Girl from the North Country from being nominated. With this earlier deadline, only 18 productions are eligible for not Tony nominations. Almost half as many as the 2018-2019 season. Again, I don't know when this article is from. But, oh, this was for 2020 Tony Awards. I don't really know when they get the awards. But, so normally each category has a maximum of four or five nominees and no minimum amount. The four best show categories, best play, best musical, best revival of a play, and best revival of a musical, however, have a different rule. If there are only four or five eligible shows, the category is given only three nominations. With the drastic decrease in eligible productions, this rule will be applied to all categories, performances, and production. So because there hasn't been a lot of new productions, then they won't allow that many to be nominated in a category. Okay. It makes sense. Yes. And this was from last year, but still, like, it still just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I think I've never questioned it because I've never seen a, a musical that, like, sucked as bad as you say this sucked. And then, like, here oh, they won all the awards. Well, and, like, so at first I thought it was just me being critical. Um, and I think we've talked about this before. Like, when I go to to Shays, I have like a whole massive squad that goes on Friday nights with us so the fact that all of us had the same opinion I was like okay well it wasn't just me thinking like this is a really shitty musical and everyone else was like oh my god it was so good everybody in our group and I'm not speaking for people who didn't tell me what they thought but our group was like yeah that was not good like other, the only thing they could say is like the they kind of played like Israeli and Egyptian music. They're like the music itself was good. Like you literally could have just had 
an orchestra on stage playing the music and I would have been happier than sitting there for an hour and 40 minutes watching a play about nothing. That's pretty sad. It is. I mean, for them, not for you. I mean, that's how I felt about Tootsie. I was like, but see, here's a thing, too. Like you said, you were so exhausted on Friday. And that's how we felt. Like we told you, like we were so sleep deprived. Like by the time we got to Tootsie, we were like, okay, is this just like over? Like we were so not in the mood. And like, you know, it's so rare that Mike and I get to go anywhere. Yeah. That like without our children, I should say. So like, I mean, it's like date night out and it was just i mean we were exhausted it was a little bit of a, like a last minute struggle to get someone to watch the kids too so like that kind of added to it i mean and then once we had a sitter like we were fine like it's not like we had to worry being out but then it was just like like we just want to go home like it's so bad and i just want to go to bed but so the band's visit sweeps the 2018 tony awards oh god so yeah so they won 10 so they won so I had the full list of all the winners. Okay. They won Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, Best Leading Actor in a Musical, mm. Best Leading Actress in a Musical, Best Featured Actor in a Musical, Best Lighting Design of a Musical, what? Didn't say anything about the set, Elisa said best lighting, lighting design. design. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Best direction of a musical. The direction of nowhere? Perfect. Best orchestrations. And best sound design in a musical. Interesting. But I will say, in 2018, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child swept the play category. Oh, it should have. So, and that's so their play, not a musical. So they won Best there. Play. They probably didn't get 10, though. Best Scenic Design of a Play. Best Costume Design of a Play. Best Lighting Design of a Play. Best Direction of a Play. Best Sound Design in a Play. So those were all Harry Potter. Well, that's good. So I kind of now, like, this is bringing up all the questions. I need, this is like this black rabbit hole I'm going to fall in that I don't need to because it's a musical I'm never going to see. Um, True. Because now I'm like, well, who, like, now I want to be like, well, who are they up against? Because, like, I've seen so many in the past couple of years. It's like, well, I, I want to know, like, like, who, who did they beat in each of these categories? Because, like, I could have a say in that. Obviously, like, the, like, the actor's side of it we can't comment on right because i saw different actors right compared to who won so like that like i can't say anything like as far as lighting like that that one kind of just throws me because it was either day or night so i feel like that wasn't very difficult to portray um the mu- like I said, the music was great, so that does not surprise me that like they would have musical score and things of that. Um, but I, I just wow, wow. 
wow just wow um there aren't there aren't too many musicals that i will probably give like a terrible terrible review on but i will tell you don't waste your time and money on this no or um if you're a subscriber anywhere and you had tickets to go see it um just call and tell them you're sick and you can't go and get a refund yeah just just and for the record, people, I really have COVID, and I really called to get my refund before Elite and told me that it was terrible. That um, it was terrible. Um, the people which, that sit next to my parents loved it and said it was, like, one of their favorites that they've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Barbara, but that was horrible. She's like, you didn't like it? I'm like, no. And then she's like, but the music, I'm like, the music was great, but I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have an F this or an F that? Um, uh, kind of. So, yesterday, um, I went out to begin my birthday celebrations because, of course, you can't just have one. Mm-hmm. And I get that like supply and demand right now is is tough. Um, trying to make sure stores have enough things to sell and goods and services aren't like super delayed and food is making it to grocery stores and everything else. But like we went out to dinner last night and I get it. It's a Sunday night, like, not your prime time, but they were out of half of the freaking menu. Like, we sat down and they're like, oh, sorry, but if you want to order this, 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 or this, like, we don't have it anymore because this weekend was so busy we didn't order enough food. Hmm. I've, I hate that. Just like, We've actually... Um, well, the best part was, well, we got to dessert, right? So we weren't actually going to eat dessert, but we were taking it to go, which is what I ate for dinner tonight, <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> wondering, is my dessert from last night. We literally looked at the waiter and we're like, so what do you have? Because everything we wanted to order was already, like, Gone. Gone. That happened to us actually even before COVID. There's this restaurant that's down the street from us. And they have, like, and here's the thing about this place. They have good food, but their service, like, always just, like, fucking sucks. Like, we were there one night, like, no joke. Their credit card machine wasn't working. And we were standing there, like, because it was kind of dinerish style so like you had to take your check up to like the register to pay right um and so we were standing there like with our kids um waiting for like over 15 like 20 minutes at least for them to like get like our credit card like would not go through and like they're just like keeping us there not even like 
you know, do you want to like honor system, bring money back, or like we can take like your information and like try to run like your card later? Like, just like kept us there. And then like the owner had come in, like, I don't think he was there. Like, he came back in, like, not even, he didn't even apologize to us for the fact that like we're sitting here for 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. so then my husband, like, it's in like this plaza, he ended up going to like get money out of like the ATM at like the laundromat down like next door and like they didn't even like offer to pay for the fact that like we just had to pay like right the fee ATM fees to get the money to get money out for them and like nothing like no compensation for troubles like and I don't like I'm not the type that's like this was an inconvenience like I want you to like give me money for it or something but like a freaking apology like he didn't even yeah. give a shit like his and the, the waitresses were super, always super nice like well most of them but, you know, like, the waitress was apologetic, but just, like, this is, like, your fucking restaurant, and you're just, like, you don't give a shit because, like, you're the owner and you can do whatever you want. Right. But we had gone in one night. This pretty sure was the last time we were ever there um, because it was just, like, we'd had enough. Like, the food is good, but, like, the service, like, just, like, seriously fucking sucks. And so it was the first night of Lent which for us Western New Yorkers is a big deal because it's fish fry season and I get the rest of the country doesn't really know the whole like big deal about getting your fish fry on on a Friday (laughs) night during Lent. Like you don't even have to be Catholic around here. You don't even have to be Catholic to be like fish fry. So, and I think, I feel like, I think I used to teach classes on Friday nights. So I think it was like, we were done at the gym. Like we have the kids, it's like six, six thirty at night. Let's go grab a fish fry. So we get in, and I think my husband had gone and gotten a table, and I met him there. Um, So he's sitting there, like, the waitress, like, gets their drink orders for, like, him and the kids, and then I get in, she takes her drink order, like, she doesn't say anything about the menu, like, offer him specials or anything, nothing about things running low, and Mm -hmm. um, then, like, 10 15 minutes after I'm there like I mean maybe like five or ten minutes like we were there for a bit after like I sat down before she comes over to like take our orders and my husband's like I'll I'll have the fish fry oh we're we're out of that we're like they were no joke out of like every type of fish and seafood because they didn't know on the first Friday of Lent that they were going to be that busy and run out of fish ridiculous and they had been out of it since three o'clock in the afternoon nobody went to the grocery store and bought like no and they didn't fly house they didn't put a freaking sign up when you walk in oh by the way we don't have any fish so we left so that of course here's my husband who's like what the fuck like i'm starving right like it's like seven o'clock at night i'm starving we have small children to feed and so like we went to the pizza place at the other end of like the plaza. And I'm like, I'm just going to get it. Like, go take the kids home. I'm going to go order a pizza. I'm going to stand there and wait for them to make it for like the 15 minutes it takes. And like, I'll be home after like, so yeah. we happen to have two cars. But he's like, are you fucking like, I've been sitting here for 20 minutes and she doesn't bother to say like, oh, by the way, if you're looking for fish, we don't have any. We're out. Yeah. I mean, I will say in that sense, like, so we didn't experience that. Like, we sat down and our waiter came over and um, a lot of places aren't getting away from menus mm-hmm. and you just scan the QR code on your phone and pull up their menu from there. So like, you know, which I, 
I understand, but I also hate because I hate having my phone out when I'm at dinner with somebody. Yeah. It really, like, it just bothers the shit out of me. So the fact that, like, your restaurant is making me, like, now I'm not communicating with the people that are around me because I'm too focused on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in that sense, like, he he was good and he came over and was like, oh, you know, sorry, guys, it was a super busy weekend. Like, we didn't plan for it to be this crazy, which I I can understand because it was actually a super beautiful weekend in Pittsburgh and it was pretty warm um so there were a lot of people out like walking and in the neighborhood so I'm sure there were more people like out you know doing things that was like oh let's stop and grab lunch or oh we're you know let's go shopping and then get dinner whatever the case may be so like at least he was nice about it but then there was like a steak special and he's like yeah the chef did tell us that we're like we're running low so if you want it, like, you have to put the order in now. It was like, we didn't even look at the menu yet. So, like, uh, we're like, we don't even know. Like, we don't know. Do we want that? Do we not want that? Now we feel pressure, right? Like, there's not many left. Like, do I need it? Like, is this what right. I want to eat? Like, and so um, we ordered our drinks and, like, he came back with them and, like, yeah, like, we'll, we'll take – the steak if you can put that in now but we're like not really ready to order yet because we still don't know what we what else we want other than like a steak one steak dinner so he's like yeah no problem so he like put it in and um you know went to his other tables which is normal for waiters right and then comes back and is like are you ready we're like yep we finished giving him the order you know he heads out and Maybe five, ten minutes later, he comes back and he's like, oh, like, I'm really sorry, but we are, we sold out of the steak already, so you're going to have to pick something else. And we're like, it was ten minutes ago. Like, yeah, I guess when they said we were low, we only had one left and somebody already ordered it. Well, then you don't tell people you're low, you say there's one steak left. Yeah. So, again, like, I... I get it. Like, we are all in a crisis right now where we can't get products, you know, sent to us and things are going up in cost and shipping is insane. Grocery bills are insane. Like, I I get it. Like, I totally understand. But, like, it's just annoying. Like, you're, like, pre-disappointed. Right, like, even if I didn't want to order the gluten-free vegetarian lasagna, now I know I can't. And I'm like, oh, well, what if I did want to have that today? Because that was one of the dishes that they were out of. Um, that but I was just like, sound like. I mean, and I like a good lasagna, especially if it's vegetarian lasagna, but like the wording of that just doesn't sound like, "Mm, I'm going to get me some vegetarian (laughs) gluten-free. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like when someone's like, oh, you can't have this, this, and this, you're like, well, what if I, what if that's what I came here for? Like, 
what if I looked at your menu online and was like, yes, I can't wait to go to said restaurant and eat blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just disappointing. It's disappointing. I mean, the food we did get was fantastic. Um, I got, we ordered a Fiesta hummus with um, mm-hmm. pork. And it was, you didn't have to order, like, we added pork to it. It didn't come with it. And it was served with um, tortilla chips. It was so good. Like, so good. And then (laughs) Carrie's going to love what I had for dinner. (laughs) You're going to be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you ate that. I I ordered, well... Because I probably would have ordered the gnocchis, but they were out of them because I love gnocchis. So um, I ordered. Excuse what? me. What? The gnocchis. Yeah. You can say it your way. I say it the Northern Italian way. Mm, no. At least I don't say it the Sicilian way, which they say gnocchis. And I'm like, that's not even close, but good try. Yeah. Not Anyways, either. continue. Um, so I got mac and cheese in a bread bowl. <laughs> Which legit, after Karen, did I just tell you about the disgusting grilled cheese sandwich of Panera? Which is why I was like, she's gonna love this. This is so ridiculous. So like I added chicken to it because you know I I add chicken to everything. It legit was like so I'm expecting like the Panera bread bowl with mac and cheese. That's what my head was. And it was not. It legit was like half a loaf of bread that they like scooped the center out of and poured the mac and cheese in. Oh. I did not expect, I like they put it down. And I was like, this is not what I pictured in my head. I pictured a Panera sourdough bread bowl with mac and cheese. Hmm. I mean, but, like, that's not a sandwich. Like, you don't have to eat it. Like, if I had something like that, I would. I would eat, like, the food from the inside, and then I'd, like, peel apart the bread, and then you have, like, all this cheese soaked into the bread. Like, that sounds good. But you don't put macaroni and cheese in the middle of a freaking grilled cheese sandwich. No, I agree. I I would not eat it as a grilled cheese. That's like mac and cheese pizza, like disgusting. Yeah. And it then was, like I said, it was it was delicious. I actually ate it today for lunch because I was so full from all the other crap that I ate yesterday. So I actually didn't really like eat my birthday dinner. <laughs> well, that's fine because it's not your birthday yet. No, it's not yet. Oh, this is actually the first year. But yeah, right? <laughs> this is my <laughs> last recording as a 36-year-old, guys. Um, and this is the, the first year in two years that I've actually, like, celebrated my birthday. Like, the past two years, I was just like, I really don't give a shit. Like, I didn't care. But it was awesome to celebrate and it's just it's different I don't know for me in the sense like it's not like oh you're getting older or it's not a big deal you know what I mean like it's not like that it's more like 
it's just another reminder that I've I keep outliving Dan it's more what it comes down to for me like the day I figured out that I had officially outlived him was like that was a nightmare and so like for me a birthday is like just a constant reminder that like I've outlived him even though I know it happens every single day now it's just like that one day like oh because we were born the same year too so it was like he should be 37 because I'm turning 37 like it's just that's what it comes down to not the traditional like what people say like oh yeah birthdays really aren't that big of a deal when you get older you know nobody cares or it's just a number it doesn't mean anything like that 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 part of my life I have not hit it's more like awesome here I am surviving I just I feel that way about like I mean we've talked about this before like all holidays now like it just I don't know like there's just something not like magical to look forward to about them like and I've always kind of been like that about my birthday it's always just been kind of like um I don't know I think it was just like birthdays for me like I mean I always obviously like as a kid like had a party or had like cake at our house with like family over and then like you know like a friend party so it's not like you know my parents didn't ever do anything like I had like we celebrated birthdays but it's just like it was nothing ever like amazing and then as I got older because it just like you know priority shift of like things in life and it's like all holidays now and like fucking Halloween like that was one of my favorite holidays until this year. Now, like, I don't even have that anymore. Like, Halloween was fucking right. ruined. Um, right. And, like, between that and Christmas are, like, my two favorite holidays. But I think I get more into Halloween now as an adult than even Christmas because, like, Christmas just, like, it brings you down. Like, it's just, like, knowing that you have, like, so much. And, like, not just my dad, but, like, so much family. It's, like, not here and even though like I never met him but like Mike's dad's like not here like you know like my kids don't have grandparents to like celebrate holidays with right and um grandfathers I should say they have grandmothers so I think I said grandparents first time so like they don't have their grandfathers to like celebrate the holidays with them and um they don't have you know like I don't have you know like my dad here to like watch my kids growing up and um you know, like, even, like, my, like, almost all my grandparents are gone, except for one, and, you know, it's just, like, these little, like, reminders of things, it's, like, it's just not, like, I feel like my kids are missing out on, like, carrying over those traditions that we had, you know, right? like, getting to live them, like, with my parents the way, like, I did it with my parents, and them experience it, like, with their grandparents, and, you know, it's just, like, those little things that it's just, like, fucking sucks, you know? And, like, I mean, you know it. Like, that mm-hmm. first year of all those holidays without, like, that person is just, like, it's the worst. And, yeah. like... Well, and everything for me, the first year, like, he passed away. A week later, I buried him. A week later was his birthday. And a week later was Easter. So I just got like slapped in the face for the first month. Like that's like yeah, it was a lot. Like 
you know, people talk about like the first Christmas usually because that's like the big holiday. And it was like, nope, I hit four milestones in four weeks. That's and like nobody the... could understand why I don't want to celebrate Easter. March is like for, well, March is like a shit time for someone to go because it is like you know it's not right before the holidays, but it's um so we had like my dad passed away. We actually buried him on St. Patrick's Day, which I mean we're Italian, so it's not like we're really miss you know everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Like it wasn't like, oh my god, you know. But it was it's kind of like weird too. And it's like when I post things now, like um for like the anniversary like and I'm not like you know I'm not a big like you know posting all these like prayer beam things and stuff like that all the time like I'm not that type of person but like you know when there's like a milestone like Mm -hmm. I'll do a little something it's kind of like a little tribute it's not like oh my gosh like I need like 50,000 apologies again because it's you know whatever but so like we do we do like a Kessler's toast on um March 12th every year and then we do um, his birthday. And, you know, just like this year, super cute. I took Vinny and my nieces and my sister came too. But like we went and had a little picnic lunch at his grave this year um, for his birthday. Just because like I wanted to do a little something special. And um, like it's good for the kids to just kind of like, even though they can't see him, like kind of like see a connection of like where you know like this is where grandpa is even though like he's all around us just like you know like just kind of little memory things um mm-hmm. but like I remember like the one year like it just seemed fitting like that it was like an Irish like blessing type of quote that like I found like on the anniversary and I'm like oh you know like dude was straight up 100% Italian like literally off the boat Italian but um <laughs> I'm like he was buried on St. Patrick's Day, so like let's not go with the Irish blessing. Plus, like he right. loved whiskey. Like, I mean, what are you supposed there, to do with that? There you go. Um, but yeah, like I get it. It's just like things just aren't the same, and it's just not. Um, I don't really think I have, and I mean, my whole week has been like f this. Um, but you know what? We're getting so close to the end. So fingers crossed we make it out of this. I'm like keep being afraid that we're gonna like jinx ourselves or like something's gonna happen that's gonna like, you know, get us right. sent back into like lockdown. Um, I just I feel bad for my kids. Like I just and it's hard because like I can't help like I mean, like I said earlier, like Mike's rocked this week of just like doing everything and you know, it's hard because, you know, like, I want to be able to help and I can. And um, I think, like, he's been, I mean, I don't want to say, like, we haven't taken COVID seriously. Like, we have, like, and I'll say, like, I've followed all the rules, like, done everything the way we're supposed to from the very beginning. Um, That's not to say that I haven't done it without being annoyed by every step of it along the way. True. Um, I've been annoyed since day one. I will like fully admit that a hundred percent. Um, but I still like, it doesn't keep me from doing like what I need to do, like just to help get this over with, but then it's frustrating because then it's, it's not over with. Um, and you know, when it comes to our kids, we take it seriously because like they're not protected and we have a child with a disability and we don't know how his body would react to having this, you know? Right. And 
so you know I when I do leave the room like and I'll go out for just a couple minutes of time super quick like I put I wear a mask whenever I walk out of the room and it's literally like I go to the kitchen in the morning like I'll make a cup of tea and bring it back to the bedroom and like you know usually my morning routine is like I drink like tea when I first wake up and I'll take like all my vitamins and stuff and then you know, I might hop on the bike and put like do some miles after the kids get off to school and then like come up and eat breakfast and have coffee a little later, depending if like when I have to leave the house in the morning. If it's like a day I have to like get right out the door, then it's like coffee and like breakfast super quick and like bolt. But like I can't do this. So it's not like I sit out in the kitchen, like drink my tea and then get my breakfast. Like I'll like make what I need, like come run back to the room with it, like drink the tea, then go back out to like get it in. Even a lot of times, like I'll like, I don't want to bug Mike every time I'm like, I need a snack, you know, but um, sometimes I'll just ask him, you know, like, can you, I did it tonight, I was like, can you make me a bowl of ice cream with some peanuts and some chocolate chips on and a little sprinkle of cinnamon, and he's like, do you want it now? It was like, soon-ish, you know, but like, <laughs> when you get a chance, I would I love like that. some, <laughs> I would like some ice cream, Um if you weren't like, in quarantine, I would have dropped off the bell that I have in my house that says ring for wine. You could have used it for ring for food. Oh, you know, and actually, I thought this week was going to be like super stressful. I'd be drinking all the party wine before we got to a party. But now that I found out I'm sick, like we couldn't do that. Right. Um, but like other times I will just go out and like grab it. Like, I mean, cause I'm not going to tell him, like have to explain to him like all the steps to like make my yogurt in the morning and like ridiculous things that I do. Like I'll just go do it and come back. But the one day, so, um, Dante likes to come to the bedroom door cause he knows I'm in here. So he'll come and he doesn't come all the way in, but so he'll cute. open the door and he sits right at the doorway and I'm on the other side of the room when I'm in my bed. So he'll like just wave. Like he just gets this big, huge smile on his face and he just waves. And it breaks my heart that I can't just like give them hugs and like give them a squeeze. You know what I mean? So yeah. But the one day he came in a couple days ago, he came in and he was like trying to climb up like along the bed and I didn't want him to get too close to me. So I put a mask on and I picked him up and I can't, cause Mike had just come in here. That's why Dante was like coming to the room. Cause Mike had just come to grab laundry to, um, from our hampers and like was putting a load of laundry and so he's in the laundry room so I like picked Dante up and I like carried him out like I put a mask on because I didn't want him hanging out in here for too long so I was like scooped him up and like I gave him a quick hug and I was about to set him down and so like in this like 30 second time frame like Mike was out of laundry and was like what, is, like what are you doing and I'm like like it was two se- like <laughs> it was two seconds, but then like I felt bad. I'm like, oh my god! Like I mean, like exposure is supposed to be like ten minutes or more, you know? <laughs> like it was like two seconds, and I'm like, I just wanted to like give him a squeeze, and I mostly just wanted him out of the bedroom because like I, you know, I don't know what I've touched in here, um, because I'll go through and like clean everything down and like spray stuff down, and you know, like I'm cleaning, but then I'm not like super deep cleaning because I know I have to do that all again, like when this is lifted so like you know I changed right. like the one day I got up and I like, changed my sheets because I'm not going to sit in dirty sheets all week but like I know I have to like strip the bed down again on Wednesday so that you know it's clean before Mike comes in and I spray all the door handles because Mike will come in and grab things um so like I'll make sure the door handles and the light switches are sprayed so if he's like coming in here and touching stuff and you know like I want to get better so obviously like I want to kill my germs every day too so that like I'm not like touching things and I like went and grabbed my phone soap 
the other day, um, which if you, nobody has foam soap, it's like super awesome. But it's and it's not actual soap. It's a UV light box that you can stick your phone in. Ooh. And um, it takes like five or ten minutes, but you just like plug it in and um, it's pretty flat, but like you can put like keys and stuff like that in there too, but you just stick the phone in there and this actually has like a little slot. So if you had to charge it, you could charge it at the same time and there's like a space so the cord can come out. Um, but you just put the phone in, close it, turn the light on and it like the UV light just like sanitizes it um, and like kills all the germs on it and like I've had it for like pre since pre COVID, but it was like a lifesaver during COVID. Cause if I had to like run out to the store or whatever, and I'd always try not to touch my phone while I'm in a store. So I'd like sanitize my hands before I touch anything when, as soon as I got back in the car, but like then I'd still like come home and like could throw my phone like in here and just like sanitize it and have it clean. Um, and my mom got me like a little handheld light one that I haven't used yet, but I was thinking of bringing that in to just kind of like, but it's just like it's been hard because like I want to be able to help and like I feel bad like I don't even like touch the dishwasher to like put my dirty dishes away to make sure I'm not like touching things that especially Dante who's like all over the kitchen all the time is touching so right. you know like I'll just put the dishes in the sink and um and <laughs> yeah and just like bolt back to the room or like you know even like just like trying to use like my shirt sleeve to like open you know handles and stuff so I'm just not touching everything and it's just like it's been like so hard and it's just it's hard because like we keep doing this to kids and I get the kids are the ones that are not vaccinated but like you know like we're trying to get them back to normal life and they have to just keep like locking up like I mean I'm like I feel awful that like I have a child who just missed three straight weeks of school because he was next to the wrong person and it's just it's so hard so um you know I'm hoping things are gonna get and I honestly stopped paying attention to any of the news on this except for like headlines about like when vaccines are being you know approved for different people and boosters and like you know like top level like main headlines but like I don't even know exactly what the rules are in New York State right now. Well, they, they change and, all the time. And, and that's the thing. They change every your, day. And they change based upon your, you as a human, um, your health, your comorbidities, your lifestyle. Like, they're not, it's not consistent. It's not. I mean, it, and, it, and it wasn't consistent a year ago when I was in quarantine because of being exposed to somebody who had COVID. Um, Mine was completely different than my mom's and we were exposed to the same person. So like, obviously I live alone, so it's a little different. Like I was stuck in my house, but I could still go to work every day because I have a office that I can close the door. And we were required to wear masks at work. So I could go to work every day, even though I was in quarantine for a week. See, isn't that crazy? Like, you don't know what you're touching. Like, it's not like you only sit in your house. Like, you have to go to the bathroom. You, like, you might have needed coffee from the kitchen. Like, you weren't only in your office. But I could not go to the grocery store. Nor could I go to the gym. 
But you could, I mean, like, but if you're I driving back go... forward to work, you need gas, or you're at a gas station. I mean, I know yep. you're not really, like, breathing on people at a gas pump, but still, you're touching things. Yep. And But my mom, who was in contact with this, oh, and I got a text message every day. Mm-hmm. My mom was in contact with this person, was in full isolation to her bedroom for 10 days, never got contacted by the Department of Health other than the first phone call saying you were in contact with somebody who has COVID and could not return to work for two weeks. It's so like, and that's, and they determined like mine was like, Oh, well you live alone. You're very healthy. You live a healthy lifestyle. You have a door with a, or an office with a door where my mom, you know, is in her, later 60s so it was like oh well because of your age and because of your health and because of your profession like nope 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 oh and you have to be in isolation so you're not even just quarantined to your house you are in isolation because you came in contact with someone so crazy and that's honestly like that is the one thing that has annoyed me since the very beginning is not just that there's all these rules it's that so much about these rules like don't make any sense Mm -hmm. and there's no there's and i've said that to you from day one that there hasn't been any consistency nothing makes sense and it's like you know like i get into i have not like straight up argued with anybody but I get into disagreements with people all the time where it's like a lot of times they just have to like find a way to end the conversation because I'm like you don't understand what I'm saying like and then people are like no but like you know like and when we had Cuomo still and it was like you know all that Cuomo's doing such a great job I'm like no he's not like if you pay attention to what he's doing it doesn't make any fucking sense like yeah you know like it doesn't make sense and like look at the shit ton of trouble he's in now and why he well he ended up out of office because he can't keep his hands to himself but right. <laughs> um, like I mean like look at all these accusations that were coming up people are trying to drive him out because they're like showing you like he's not doing anything that makes sense and now we have Kathy Hochul who I really don't pay much attention to her and I don't know if she's flying under the radar or if I just legit stop paying attention because she doesn't have press conferences for herself every single day but, oh, she does. She just doesn't. They're not as uh, pronounced as Cuomo's. Yeah. Just so, but like, she's like, I feel like she's sneaking in all these rules under the radar, like things that he took away and was like, we don't have to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden it's like back. And I'm like, well, where did this come from? So I work in a facility where like, this is where it doesn't make sense. And I think the reason is because there's children there, which like, okay, fine. So I work in a facility and we all know I have like 50,000 jobs. So I work in a facility where employees are required to wear a mask per Kathy Hoko. So I have to wear a mask when I go in to work. And um, because of like the nature of my job, I can take it off while I'm like doing my job as long as I stay away from people. But then I have to put it back on if I'm like moving around and like going to be near people, which, okay, like that to me, like that actually makes sense. Like I get it. So right. you have to wear a mask no matter what, whether you're, um, whether you are, um, like you have to wear a mask. Do I get it? Like I have to wear it at school. And so, but this is a facility where I can go to, into as like a person off the street and I don't have to wear a mask. So like people that just come in that are just using the facility so do not have to wear a mask. So 
me as an employee, I have to wear it when I'm working, but it's like I can punch out and like walk back in the door as like, you know, alien for lack of a better word, and I don't have to wear it. It's so weird. And it's like that, like those are the kinds of things that it's like it doesn't make sense and why um I'm just like whatever. I'm all of it. Um anyways, um happy almost birthday, my friend. Oh thanks. Um thirty seven. So. Woo! It's your last leap as a 36-year-old, almost late 30-year-old. I know. I feel like, I don't know, 36 is still kind of in the mid-ish range. Like, I know 35 is, like, mid, but, like, you're still kind of mid-ish. And then you kind of, like, ridge over to late 30s. Or me, late, late 30s. Great. (laughs) If you need any reminders as to how old you are, I can send my child over to have a conversation with you, who, a week before my birthday this year, was like, Mommy how does it feel to be almost 40? I was like, I wouldn't know because I'm almost 39, not almost 40. Like, like, so like funny. back that up, which I mean, and I honestly like don't care other than the fact that I see pictures of me from like five, six years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I looked like a freaking baby compared to now. So I realize I'm aging and it's fine because we can't go backwards. No, we can't. <laughs> so um follow us on social media or you know like talk to us on there so we have something to do because it's been it's been crazy so we've been a little quiet lately but you know we're here yeah. we're watching so check us yeah. out that's true um are you gonna tell them where on social media or are we just leave it at that i mean i feel like they know but if you need a reminder um it's I'm at that like threshold of like my brain stopping all function right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> at filterless females <laughs> on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and at filterless fnf on Twitter, or you can email us filterlessfemales at gmail.com. And you can always, always, always rate and review us on your podcast platform and uh, share with your friends so they can hear too. And as always, friends, I just wanted to throw that in there. It just fe- it just felt like it was needed at that point. A birthday woot. Woot woot. Some <laughs> Miss Elisa. Woot 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 We're <laughs> starting that challenge. That is going to be amazeballs. It's going to be like one of those stitch things or something. That's your job because I don't know how to do that. Oh, I do. Um, <laughs> and as always, friends, be brave, be fierce, but most of all, be filterless. Bye. Bye.